What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Guava Girl podcast. I am really excited about today because this episode is something is the episode topic, right? If you read the title, um, is something that I get a lot of questions on, and I know for a fact that we all, you know, secretly dream about being on a stage with a microphone, or maybe maybe that's not your dream. Maybe you're just like, if you put me on stage, I'm going to punch someone in the face. Uh, so this episode may not be for you, but this is really for the girl, the woman who wants to build up her brand and share her message, spread the love, spread what she's passionate about on a stage, doing speaking engagements, building up your brand, and really recognizing and owning the fact that you can have it all and you can like be a Tony Robbins, you can be a Mel Robbins. What's all these successful people with the last name Robbins anyway? I don't know. But um, I'm really excited about today's episode. To be honest, I'm a little bit nervous about recording just because this episode was something that I kind of avoided recording simply for the fact of this imposter syndrome did set in for myself. You know, who am I to think that I can teach women how to go, go speak engagements and 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 be this like big personal brand and be on a stage and and get invited to events and conferences you know and it's even though I've been able to do that and I have been able to um I have been able to become an international, you know, keynote speaker this year. It is something that I haven't owned the fact that I've been able to accomplish. I'm kind of just like living in the state of denial of, yeah, I mean, that was just a gimmick or that was just like a one-time thing. But I'm slowly realizing like, wow, you know, I do have something that I could teach my audience about speaking engagement. So, you know, I'm not Tony Robbins. I can't teach it all to you, but I can definitely teach you what I know, which is the premise of every single podcast episode, everything that I know, everything that I learned, I just regurgitated back to y'all babes because I know that you love that. And why would I keep anything to myself? I'm, a, I'm an open book. Me and my, me and my boyfriend were um, talking last night. We're having this like heart to heart conversation on the couch. You know, there was like Christmas music playing in the background. We're 50 years old. Um, and he was just saying like, Isabella, people relate to you because you are just so open. Like you don't keep any, you don't have any transparency. I mean, you are transparent. You don't have any, you know, uh, viscosity or, you know, lack of transparency. And to hear that from him really does mean a lot because, you know, I love him and I'm good. I had love goggles on for him all the time. But, you know, I hear it from you guys all the time, but to hear it from someone so close to me and, and who I really love, uh, yeah, I just it just makes me feel really good. So just wanted to share that little, that little tidbit with you. Uh, who else misses Victor on the Guava Girl podcast? Should he make a second appearance? Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram. Like, Victor needs to be on. And what also, what should we talk about? Uh, I think I want to just, like maybe do an updated episode of like our relationship and how you know since I'm growing I'm traveling all of the freaking time now like how we're making that work um and where he's at right now and his entrepreneurship journey because ladies I did it I convinced him to start his own business and he's gonna you know hop on this train on the guava train uh in 2019 so I'm super excited for him but yeah, let me know if you want him to make an appearance uh, because I miss him. I know you guys miss him. He's fabulous. Everyone needs a victor in their life, but you know, you can't because he's mine and I'm very territorial. I'm not a jealous girlfriend or anything, but don't look at my boyfriend. <laughs> dead serious like don't look at him because he's mine and then he, he's like my precious gemstone so you know stay away all right cool uh just had to make that clear I don't know I don't want any of y'all sneaking into his dms because that's not cool uh okay 
<laughs> Let's go into the Guava Girl of the Week. I'm super excited. You guys have been absolutely killing it with these iTunes reviews. Again, thank you so, so much. I, I truly appreciate it. It's honestly um, the most fantastic way to... I look, at the, I look at these reviews whenever I'm sad. Legitimate. I do. Because they make me feel so much better. And you guys are just so goddamn nice to me. I feel, <laughs> I feel like... I don't know. I feel so undeserving of all these amazing reviews. But... If you're new to this episode or maybe you haven't caught up quite yet and like this episode, you know, really appealed to you because you want to learn how to be a flawless Beyonce motivational speaker on stage, then, you know, the Guava Girl of the Week is someone who leaves a review on iTunes and I go ahead, you know, read the review out loud for everyone to listen to how great I am. And then, <laughs> and then I go on Instagram and I audit your profile because, you know, all of you guys think that your Instagrams are, you know, perfect and great. And, you know, the truth is they're not. So uh, in that case, I'm going to pick the Guava Girl of the Week. I already have it in front of me. And then we're going to go ahead and audit her Instagram profile to make it more sellable, make it more clean, give you a first impression of what the Instagram guru thinks of your profile, see how we can make it better. And if you want me to audit your profile and rip it to shreds in a nice way with love, right, go ahead and leave a review on iTunes. I know a few of you have Androids because I see the analytics on, on, you know, on the computer. Um, you know, borrow your friend's phone. All you need to do is leave your Instagram handle at the end of the review, the written review, uh, and then you'll be entered. And I'm telling you right now, you'll probably get an audit because I want to audit all of y'alls. Okay, cool. So... We are listening, we are going to, uh, the Guava Girl of the Week is Tay Bake. I like that name, that's really cool. That is the username. And the title is A Literal Angel. Oh, Tay, you obviously don't know me well enough, but <laughs> thank you. Um, Isabella is, is a literal angel and the type of best friend for every, forever, BFF, every girl needs. She gives it to you straight, kind of babe, and content in her podcast is pure gold. I end every episode with more clarity and actionable steps to build my biz, my online, my, build my online presence and subsequently, ooh, fancy word, my biz. I can't re recommend this podcast enough if you want to use social media, especially Instagram, to build your business. Oh, thank you so much, Taybake. And her uh, Instagram handle, if everyone wants to go open up their phones, you know, still listen to the podcast, open up Instagram. And her handle is V-E-G-G-I-N. T-A-Y. It's like vegan Tay. We got to work on that, girl, because I can't pronounce that. And if I can't pronounce it, I'm not going to remember it. And if I can't remember it, I'm not going to find you. So V-E-G-G-I-N-T-A-Y. Um, that's my first recommendation is to like clean up that up a little bit. Um, you know, make it like your first name, last name type of basis. So let's open up Instagram. Do, do, do. I got a lot of, uh, I got a lot of DMs about um, the part where I was like, do, 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 do when people search for things on their phone. Oh, Taylor, okay, great, great name, Taylor. Oh my God, you're so cute. I love, I love it. Okay, let's see what's going on. Taylor uh, with like a V, vegan health coach. I don't know what that V means. Maybe it's just me. I think I think that's like the sign at the grocery store for like when a piece of product is like vegan. I don't know if that's like completely accurate. Like, I don't know if that's the best move. If you want to keep it in there, um, you know, go for it. But I think you can like do maybe just like, I like the growth little emoji where it's like a little stem with like the two little leaves. I kind of like that for you. Um, I help aspiring vegans transition to thrive on a plant-based diet 
so they can gain energy and feel at peace with their plate. Oh my God, I love that. That is so great. It's a little bit of a longer I help statement and you do have some real estate left in your bio. So maybe you can do like, I help aspiring vegans transition and thrive on a plant-based diet. So, and then so they can gain energy and feel, okay, I'm just like reading it over again. Um, maybe you can add something of like, peace plate maker or something like that. You can do something in all caps that will stand out, something that it, your tribe will, will recognize you for. Like for me, I have like Cubanita CEO. You can definitely do something like that. Um, DM, let's chat, babe. Okay, that's wrong. Um, <laughs> I love you, but that's wrong. You know, I would really love for you to have a link in your bio to for your application for clients to work with you. You need a link, uh, an application link in your bio, like everybody does. Otherwise, you know, they're not going to DM you. You can tell them to DM you, but it, you, it's so much more of a longer process. You just want to cut that time and have them apply straight away. Okay, cool. I love your profile picture. Super cute. Uh, you're only following 213 people. I think you can definitely benefit from following more. Um, and that's just my opinion. I think being exposed to more content, uh, being expired and, and expanding your network would be good for you. As far as your highlights go, you know, I, I see you're doing like the, the three color thing. I would definitely have more highlights. Um, you know, you don't have to have icons in them. That's just like a personal preference for me. But you can, I still think you should have more highlights. So you have recipe products and then jumpstart, I think. Um, you can have a personal one, you can have a plates highlight, right? Cause you're like the plate peacemaker. If you're into mindset, if you're into, looks like you're super into animals, um, which is awesome. So maybe you can have like a whole highlight dedicated to what you work with, um, your work with animals or what you do with that. Um, just make it more holistic, more about you. Your pictures are amazing. You know, I want to borrow your closet. I love that pink fuzzy jacket. It is so cute. Let me know where you got it. Um, but yeah, I think your, it looks like you went from posting a lot of food pictures to now going more into personal branding, which thank God you realize that because that is amazing. And I think you're doing a really great job. You remind me a lot of Lee from America. Um, she's amazing. You should go follow her. But she's like a huge, you know, I don't really know what she is, but she's like super into wellness and holistic and plant and blah, 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 blah. But you remind me a lot of her, which is great, um, but you're still yourself. So I think you should definitely benefit from having a few more highlights. And that's it. That, I think that was a pretty easy audit. You could have some real estate left in your bio if you want to add a couple more things in there. Um, also, your result could be a little bit more clear. Like, what does energy and peace with their plate look like? What are they able to achieve from having peace with their plate? Were they able to, you know, lose 10 pounds? Are they able to heal the relationship with food once and for all? Like, give some sort of metric, some type of really measurable result, um, because it, that is the only thing that's really lacking. But I think you still did a great job. So thank you so much, Taylor, for leaving a review. And let's hop into this episode, you guys. I'm really excited to just talk to you all about public speaking, getting on a stage, nerve wracking, some tips of what I do when I first get on a stage and if I'm nervous and what, what, the, what that looks like. But let's hop into this episode in three, two, one. Hi there, my name is Isabel Silverio, entrepreneur, feminist, dog mom, and founder of Guava Empowerment. And this is a Guava Girl podcast, where we empower women to think entrepreneurially and creatively so they may lead the extraordinary life they never thought possible. 
I am so thrilled that you found my podcast and I cannot express how thankful I am that you're here. So welcome to the Guava Girl podcast. I started my company from a janitor's closet of a tiny apartment to help women like you unlock their potential of creating the lifestyle and career of their dreams. Let me share with you this. Here you will find the good, the bad, and most importantly, the real inside look of what it's like to work for yourself and feel empowered by doing it. We talk about growing your following on social media, building a personal brand, and what it is like being a woman in startup culture. This is the Guava Girl Podcast, so let's get started. Alrighty, so where else should we begin in a story other than the beginning, of course, where all good stories begin? I don't like it when you watch movies and it starts in like the end and you have to kind of like guess of where you're at all the time. So for the sake of for the sake of lack of anxiety and just storytelling, we're going to start where in the beginning. Um, so it was actually almost one year ago where I was working with my one of my first clients. Her name was Danielle Gertner, Gertner Grind. She's amazing. Everyone needs to find her and, and fall in love with her just like the way I did. But we decided we were working together on her uh, membership site for her fitness program. And we got along really well. And we were both had these like really headstrong personalities in the best way. And we both just were so eager to put an event on in our in our city of Gainesville. And Gainesville, I've talked about, you know, Gainesville, the Switzerland of Florida. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm calling Gainesville. Like, if anyone says that, I, that came from me. That came from the Guava Girl podcast here. But Gainesville is literally the, the Switzerland of Florida. And it's honestly such a great town. There's so many opportunities. You can put on your own events. You can easily just, and you can do this in probably in a lot of different cities. But, you know, it's it's a very accessible town. There's not a lot of barriers of entry. You can kind of just, like, always do whatever you want here in, in the great way possible. Like, not like a crime way in a, in a, in a you're free, like, be, be independent kind of way. Um, but me and Danielle, we were deciding it was the, it was, I think, January when we put this event on, so maybe 11 months ago or so, but we put on something called a Goal Boss Workshop, and we were like, yes, like, we just want to teach people how to, you know, set and achieve their goals the right way, you know, only 98% of people don't achieve their goals, so you want to be that 2%, right? And we just really wanted to put on a workshop. We had no idea how. We had never done anything like this before. But we just knew we wanted to do it. And right down the street uh, where, I, where we both live, because we both live really close to each other, there was something called a co-working space. And those of you who don't know what a co-working space is, it's basically like a really cool, chilled out office space where you can go ahead and rent out a desk for a day or for a month or for a year. And that if you work from home or you work remotely or maybe you have a small business and, and you just want to have a co-working space without having a big office, right? So it's kind of like this, um, this, this big office space where tons of businesses are always in and out of. And that's what a co-working space is. Sometimes they're really cool and they have like coffee and tea and parties and themes. And, you know, there's co-working spaces all around the world. Um, some popular ones are WeWork. This specific one we was called Mindspace Collective. So we had a meeting with Mindspace Collective, and I'm kind of blanking on the nitty gritty details, but it was something like um, it was something like they would get 30 or 40 percent of the earnings, and we didn't have to pay for any uh, for anything regarding the um, like renting out the space. They would just get the uh, number of a percentage of how much uh, the tickets made, how much of the revenue we made from the tickets. Um, So that was like the agreement. 
It might be different if you want to contact a co-working space in your own area, but we basically kind of planned this all in, I think, like, for like three or four weeks or something. It wasn't too much planning, but we did a few things. We obviously had a, a couple meetings. I remember going to Mindspace Collective a few times with Danielle. The first time to kind of just like pitch the event of what it's gonna be about. And the second time to really ho hash out all the details um, and maybe a third meeting to like present them the workbooks and get everything ready and all that stuff. So me and Danielle, we designed some workbooks. We, you know, we're just like, okay, let's, let's List out all the features and benefits of this event, and let's make some Facebook, you know, um, advertisements on Canva. Let's, um, you know, let's just like make this happen, right? It wasn't, you know, we're millennials and we're pretty tech savvy, so and I'm and I've. I haven't really put on any events myself, but this was, you know, bada bing, bada ba, you know, make a Facebook event, not too difficult to to comprehend that. So. We um, we made some workbooks, I remember, and we put out the event. I think we sold like 15 or 20 tickets or something, and each was $25. So we didn't make any money from the event. <laughs> I will say that right now. I don't think I made a dollar from it, but it was definitely super cool to just, you know, host an interactive workshop outside with a bonfire. We had a projector. We had a PowerPoint, and it was super awesome. We broke even because we also went to the grocery store and bought wine and cheese for the guests. And it was just awesome. You know, there wasn't really, um, I wasn't, when we didn't go into it to make money, we made money awesome. And that's my mindset still for a lot of things that I do, like especially this podcast. I can't really measure how much this podcast makes me in like revenue, but I still do it because because I love it and, and you guys like it too. So you don't have to go into everything you want to do to make money. Sometimes you just want to do things to for yourself, to do social proof, to just like create content. So we put on this workshop. That really started it all for me, especially. I got really comfortable just speaking in front of people. I did do musical theater when I was a little, when I was a child and, and a teenager. So I was never really shy or had too much stage fright. Obviously, it's nerve wracking. Obviously, you know, there's, you're always going to be a little bit nervous, have a little bit of jitters because. It, I think there's this um, uh, psychological innate, I read about this in a textbook one time, one time when I was reading, the very few times when I was actually reading a textbook, I read this and it was a, that humans have this innate, um, innate, trigger in their minds that when they're in front of a lot of people, when, and a lot of people are staring at them, they kind of are always in like fight or flight mode. Um, it's usually like flight mode because if you, back in the day when we were like cavemen and in, in, in stone age times, when that many people were looking at you, it was probably because you were going to die. So when you're speaking in front of a lot of people, it triggers this innate response because back in the day, if that many people were looking at you, it was probably because they were gonna sacrifice you or die or you did something wrong. So that's why you get nervous. And now that you know that's the reason because you get nervous, you can kind of not get nervous anymore, right? So it's pretty cool. Um, so that's really what started the fire for all of this. And moving forward, I was starting to get invited to more events at the University of Florida. I presented my own business a couple times um, in different like competitions and pitch competitions. So I was just, you know, in this like outland, not outlandish, but I was just always outward, always talking about myself, talking about my business type of person. 
um, and the University of Florida, a few clubs, you know, women clubs, women empowerment clubs, women in business clubs, they would often, and entrepreneurship clubs, they would often reach out to me like, hey, you know, can you speak at our, you know, um, Friday meeting on this day? And obviously I would say yes, and I would put together a PowerPoint, and I probably did three or four of those. Um, other speaking engagements that I did, you know, obviously I also started the podcast, which really made me find my voice and be super, super outward about this. But it wasn't until one day I was just, we were, me and Victor were both at home. We were just chilling. I think it was, I don't remember if it was like a weekend day. I think it was a day of the week. He, he must've been home for lunch or something. But I got a phone call from this random uh, international number and no, I, I got an email. That's right. I got an email first and it was a, an email to speak at this event in Mexico. And I swear to God, I thought it was like some human trafficking thing. I was like, oh my God, this is so fake. This is not at all what I, this is like obviously a joke. This is some like kind of scam. But you know me, I'm always like a little bit of a risk taker. So I was like, what's the harm? Let me just email them back saying, yes, I'm interested. I'm available to talk this afternoon if you'd like. And they literally called me five minutes after you know, this all happened in within 10 minutes of me getting the email, me responding, and then them calling me. We talk on the phone. So I'm talking on the phone with this lady who's speaking Spanish, and, and it's like Mexican Spanish, and I, I do speak Spanish, but, you know, I'm not super confident with it. It's been a while. I've been living in Gainesville for a few years. I've lost, like, my Miami flair a little bit, so you got to be a little bit slower with me if you're speaking Spanish to me, hun. So she's talking to me in Spanish, and Mexican Spanish is very different from the Spanish I was growing up with, like Cuban Spanish, and if you don't know the difference, there's a big difference. Um, so she was talking to me, and like I'm just hearing, yeah, we'd like to invite you, be a speaker, da-da-da-da. Um, would you like to come? And I was like, yeah, sure, when? And they're like, oh, it's you know six months out. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll come in six months, not thinking it was actually going to come true, kind of thinking like, oh, that's so far away. I'm not even going to even think about it. Um, and then look, look at me, look how imposter syndrome I was. I was like, oh, like, will you pay for my flight to go? She goes, yes, of course. Oh my God, really? And they're like, yes, you're coming in from the United States. You have to fly. I'm like, oh, true. Like, I'm not going to come on a horseback. Uh, and what I was also, would you also, you know, pay for my, my hotel? And yes, of course, all of the speakers are staying in this like magnificent five-star hotel in this city, in the central city. I'm like, whoa, holy smokes. This is amazing. And then once I, you know, hung up the phone with her, I gave her a verbal yes. She was going to email me more details, flight information, all that stuff later, uh, later on. I was researching the event, and it turns out to be like the biggest entrepreneurship and technology conference in Latin America. It was a huge deal. Speakers, huge, huge speakers, people from Shark Tank, Damon John, um, Barbara Corcoran, they all speak at these events. And, and who was it? Guy Kawasaki from Apple. I think he's from Apple. Um, Richard Bronson. Like all of these people were speaking at this event, and I'm like, holy shit. This is amazing. I can't believe I can't believe it's me. I can't believe that I got picked to do this. And that, you know, moving forward, I feel once you're an international keynote speaker, you kind of you know, that's a really big achievement and I was interviewed by Forbes, interviewed by Entrepreneurship Magazine at the event. 
Um, once I was in Mexico, you know, my keynote went really well. Uh, even though there was a bit of a language barrier, I did my presentation in English, and it was really awesome. Um, I couldn't really, it was really exhausting just being there for being international and like being, you know, speaking and people always wanting to interview you, talk to you, but it was great. I'm very blessed. Um, but I want to kind of switch over, switch gears a little bit about how you guys, I'm giving you some actionable advice because that's what all this podcast is about is giving you actionable, actionable steps of how you can start doing the same thing. And it is a ripple effect. I probably did like five to 10 speaking engagements at UF, just tiny engagements before really landing this big Mexico deal. And I actually am speaking again in Tampa um, in February at the Amplify event. So if you are in Florida and you want to come over to Tampa, it's going to be uh, the first weekend in February, I believe February 2nd or 3rd please go ahead, uh, go to amplifytheevent.com. My best friend, Vanessa, is putting on the event. And I'm going to be speaking alongside Rachel Luna, Charlene, um, Izir, and it's going to be female empowerment, social media. I just wasn't planning on plugging this event, but here it is. Go get, excuse me, go get tickets uh, and you can meet me. We can talk, we can chat. You can learn everything about social media and business. It's going to be in Tampa or I think St. Petersburg. I know they're right next to each other. So go ahead. The, the information for this will be in the link in the show notes for this episode. But I am speaking in Tampa, which is really exciting. Um, and th that's as far as I know other speaking events I'm doing. I think I might be doing a couple more uh, in 2019, but I'm still, those aren't set yet. So let's switch gears. Growing my Instagram following was not easy. I remember back in 2017 when I first started my business, I totally understood the opportunity of using Instagram as a vehicle to drive sales, but I legit had no idea how. I did all of the things, you guys. I was posting daily, doing intense research, studying and testing the algorithm so I could know the Instagram like the back of my hand. I was basically doing everything and anything underneath the social media umbrella because I needed to know what worked and what didn't. I needed to learn how to work with the algorithm and not against it. I think I listened to every single podcast episode and every single Instagram course on the market and it still wasn't helpful. But today, I am so excited to remove all of those struggles off of you because I have formulated the perfect recipe for social media success. And today, I am sharing every single tidbit, every single one of that knowledge with you. I am so excited to announce that my signature course, The Instagram Vault, is open for enrollment. So if you are currently struggling growing your Instagram followers, but not just growing them, converting them into really warm and hot leads because leads over likes people. That's what you got to know about selling on Instagram, leads over likes. And you want to convert those leads into high ticket paying customers. Or maybe right now you have a decent audience, but you have no idea how to turn them into that loyal tribe that is going to be obsessed with your content. Then the Instagram vault is literally the course for you. The Instagram vault is designed to guide you step-by-step step through how to curate a compelling heart-centered feed that is going to drive massive, massive, massive sales for your business. It's also going to help you build your personal brand and build a loyal AF following. So if you want to learn how to niche down and establish your authority on Instagram, pitch yourself on Instagram stories and create a high engaging content that will increase your income by the thousands. Also, by the way, we do have a whole whole module just on editing photos because a lot of you guys think your content is great, but I think
think I need to show you how. Uh, we're going to teach you how to make them super unique and professional and stand out, but it's still going to be incredibly high engaging. If you want to know the secrets of skyrocketing your engagement within one hour of posting, as well as just skyrocketing your growth, I'm talking about hundreds of followers overnight growth, then the Instagram vault is for you. If you want more eyeballs on your content, you want to have a clear strategy and know how to pitch yourself on Instagram stories and also how to sell in the DMs without being like, hey, what do you do? Oh, great. Uh, do you want to like buy my course or be in my program? No, we're not doing that. We're ditching that in 2018. I am going to teach you how to sell the right way. The Instagram vault is a course that I take so much pride in because I literally dumped every single thing I know about Instagram into this course. I am so, so beyond serious. I took so long, so many years developing my methods, really testing the algorithm, knowing Instagram like the back of my hand. And I honestly believe that this information should be super accessible because Instagram is super complicated and more than complicated, it is frustrating. It is so frustrating when the follow unfollow is happening to you and you just, you know, you can't bear it anymore. The Instagram vault is the course to solve all of your problems as well as just create so much more income for you as as well. Passive income, active income, selling out your coaching programs. This is why I created the vault for you. The Instagram vault is available on my website, www.isabellasilverio.com. And if you have any questions, feel free to DM me or email my team at hello at isabellasilverio.com and I will be sure to answer them. I am already really sure that the vault is for you. But again, if you have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram at isabella.guava. Now let's hop back into this episode. I want to give you guys some just actionable steps on how to build, because if you want to build your personal brand, the best place to start is your own local hometown, right? I remember the reason why I was able to get so many Gainesville events was because I constantly did these few steps. Uh, and the number one thing is you always want to tag your location. You want to tag your location on Instagram Obviously, this does work better if you live in a smaller town like Gainesville. I remember doing this in Miami, and, you know, it's just so much harder with such a big city, and there's just so much effing, like, people there, and the and Miami isn't really known for, you know, entrepreneurship events. It's more of, like, travel and hospitality and, and that kind of stuff, so it wasn't... I didn't get the best return on, on tagging Miami, but... You still can. Um, definitely use tagging your location on Instagram using location-based hashtags. So I would use hashtag GNV, hashtag Gainesville, hashtag Gainesville Entrepreneurship, hashtag Businesses of Gainesville. I would also follow a lot of businesses in Gainesville. So I would follow all the co-working spaces, any small businesses, just like really wrapping up, wrapping up all of the um, accounts in your area that you feel like maybe you can connect with, um, connect with other small business owners, connect with people who own large spaces that maybe one day you can um, contact to put on an event. You really want to um, engage with your community so that way when the time comes, and it's also when the time comes that you want to put on an event, you kind of already have some skin in the game, but also a lot of people will most likely um, just like reach out to you and because you're interesting, because your content is amazing, because you got the Instagram vault, right? Um, but it's really great. 
to, to tag your location all the time and follow local businesses. So that's number one. The next thing is you can put on your own workshop, right? Like all you need to do is Google the name of your city and co-working spaces. And most of the time, all these co-working spaces, another way that they drive revenue is, is putting on events. So definitely contact co-working spaces. Um, you don't have to do a big hotel, a big conference like that. That's like a whole other beast. I'm not going to be doing that anytime soon, but you can definitely put on smaller, more intimate events. Um, also, please, please, please don't undercharge. Events, you know, if you if you um, position them right and you get the messaging right and the marketing is good and the graphics are good, you can charge upwards 50, 500, 50, 75, $100 for a ticket. And obviously it depends on who's speaking. If it's you, right, then and you're kind of still just getting started into things, then you definitely want to hone in on exactly who this, this event is for, what they're gonna be learning, what are the deliverables, what are they gonna be getting from putting on, from attending this event and investing this much money into it. But it's definitely something that you can do yourself. You don't have to, you know, contact big name people to speak. You can definitely do it yourself. Um, but again, you don't have to charge like $10, $15. I personally don't find the value in any event that's like $10 to $15, right? Because whenever someone tells me, oh, the event is $10, $15, $20, bucks, I'm like, Mm, okay, how good can it be then, right? I'd rather pay $75 and, and have the feeling like, oh my God, like I'm gonna get so much. I don't know, that's just me. I don't know if you guys also think that way, but I am tend to be more attracted to the more expensive events than like the $10, $15 ones. So please don't undercharge yourself um, a minimum of at least 25, 35 bucks. Uh, and that way, you know, obviously you can make maybe make some more money. You can make the event so much more better by bringing your own decorations or food or wine or cheese, crackers, a dog, doesn't matter. But you really want to make this as swanky as possible on a budget. Please use Facebook events and Eventbrite. That is the two ways I push my events the hardest is we create a Facebook event um, and we also make an Eventbrite. Eventbrite, I know there's a few of these events um, Websites, Eventbrite is the one I have. Uh, I have a lot of experience with, so that's one I would probably use. Uh, if I had to put on my own workshop, I probably would put it on, you know, a couple different of those sites now. But. Facebook event is also crucial. Invite everyone you know. Talk about it on Instagram all the freaking time. Talk about it on stories. Put the link in your bio, a ticket to buy the event. You can do something um, to drive sales for these events. You can do a you know, buy one, get one 50% off, or buy two for a discounted price so you can bring a friend, right? So there's tons of marketing tactics to do pushes to sell tickets because that is obviously the biggest anxiety is, oh my God, okay, I already made this commitment with this, with this space, we already have the date set, and no one's buying tickets. So again, you want to encourage your audience to, to buy tickets and, and that's why you, again, you want to um, really engage with your own community, your local community, so that way they, you don't just like sell to them, you want to um, tag your location, follow local accounts for a few months before you really put on your own workshop. A lot of you may already be doing that, which is great, but you basically don't just want to like show up, pop up out of nowhere and start selling to your local community. You kind of want to, ha again, have some skin in the game. So marketing pushes to sell more tickets. You can do, you know, let's say your tickets are $30 a piece. You can sell two for 50, so people are inclined to bring a friend. You can do a thing where it's like gonna be $45 
at the door, $10, uh, $10 increase. You can have an early bird sale. So there's lots of things that you can do to, to drive sales. But the number one thing that you want to do is just push. And you want to remind people like, hey, this event is coming. You're going to get so much out of it. You really want to do this. You really want to. You really want to come and and learn all this information that I'm teaching you. A mindfulness event, social media event, business event. Like you need to come. You're going to be so crazy if you don't come to this event. It's going to be amazing. Um, don't miss out. Don't have FOMO. Right. Like sometimes you directly need to tell your audience. Like you have probably looked at the event page for so long, but you're still not convinced that it's right for you, or you're not sure if the dates are right for you. That is a big thing that a lot of people don't realize is. Just because you're not selling tickets in the first, um, in the first like week of you of you announcing it, most of your sales are going to come in the last week or the or a couple days before the actual event, and that is because people's calendars are just always always a question mark. Um, people don't know what they're going to be doing that weekend. If your workshops on a weekend day, they just don't know, so they don't want to make a commitment. So don't be afraid if your sales are are kind of dipping and then because I'm very sure that if you keep pushing and you keep reminding people like if you don't come to this event you're crazy loco you need to be here right now you're gonna get FOMO I guarantee that you are gonna make sales and you also have a number in mind of how many you want to sell from the get-go um, that should be included in your pitch when you are pitching your workshop to these events so you want to make sure that you say okay like the goal is to have between 20 and 25 people um, what do you think? And, and that way you can also have like a revenue in mind of, of the, the revenue goal that you also want to achieve. The third thing that you can do if you don't want to put on your own workshop, you don't want to put on, you don't want to deal with any of that, is that you can actually speak at different conferences. You can apply. So a lot of conferences, maybe not the big, big name ones, but a lot of them in your local area do have an application for you to, to be a panel speaker or to be a keynote speaker. So I would encourage you to Again, Google is your best friend. Go on Google. I would probably Google um, Gainesville Business Conference and just make see all the dates, see all the conferences that are coming up in 2019 and go on their website, see if there's an application link or if there's not, email the director and pitch yourself. When you're pitching yourself in email, whether it's to be on a podcast or be, um, in, be a keynote or panel speaker at an event, you obviously want to, you know, say, oh my gosh, you know, I just discovered your event and I, it really hits home. This is something that I take a lot of, you know, you want to connect with them. You don't want to just come out in the email and say, hey, I do this and this. You should definitely, you would be crazy if you didn't like bring me on, right? You want to connect with them, appreciate them, thank them for their time and then bring, tell them what you're going to bring to the table. What is your expertise? What, what do you deliver to your clients? What do you deliver to your audience? What content is, is actually what is going to be interested to people who is going to be buying tickets to the event? How are you going to push sales? Because the, the conference people are just as concerned about selling tickets too. So if you can put in the email, um, th this, this, and this is definitely, I feel, going to drive a lot of sales for the conference, um, selling tickets. I can also promote it on my podcast or promote it um, on my social media and get my own audience, my network to attend. Let me know what you think. Um, this is my signature signature keynote. You know, you may, I do a lot of the same speech over and over again because you can, you have like three speeches that you really want to have. Like I have a social media one, I have a female empowerment one, and I have just like a personal brand one, like a my story um, keynote. So you can have different keynotes for different events, but you definitely want to give them a taste of what you would be speaking about. So that way they can determine if you're a good fit for the conference. So 
That is my advice, everybody. Again, I am not an expert, but I do know a thing or two about speaking at events. Um, let me know what your biggest takeaways were in this episode. I'm, I'm really, I feel like, I feel like uh, that speaking is a little bit nerve-wracking. Oh, I have one more piece of advice for you. So sometimes I do get nervous, um, especially when it's an audience that I've never met before. It's a new, it's a new place or whatever. So something that I'll do in the beginning is like. I'll, you know, make a joke in the beginning of when I got on stage and it's, you know, you guys look great. You know, you look amazing. Like this is such a great looking crowd. So I'll say something like that or I'll have them do an activity. I'll get them, all right, everyone stand up and like say hi to the person next to you or like do, you know, a five second dance party or something. And that kind of just secretly releases my nerves and makes them look kind of silly. Like five second dance parties makes everyone look silly. So it's a really great thing to do if you're a little bit nervous is to like put it on them and you're looking super smart on stage. So yeah, that's something I also do uh, to release nerves. But obviously you want to, I don't have to tell you guys, like you obviously want to go over your presentation the night before. Um, I wing it all the time. Like I'm a bit, I'm a swinger, I'm a winger. I wing podcasts. I win keynote speeches. I wing, I wing it all. And that's just my style, right? I just have to have faith that whatever comes out of this mouth is going to be what we people want to hear. And so far, it's been working. So if you're also like me in that sense, you know, go for it. I don't, I don't use index cards. I sometimes just use a PowerPoint to just like keep me on track of like what's coming up next. Um, but, you know, I have faith that I feel like I have faith and enough knowledge and expertise to trust that whatever's coming out of the guava guava mouth is going to be what people want to hear. So, but that is the end of today's episode, everybody. I hope you all have a great holiday weekend, season, week. I don't know. What is a, there is a name for the time between Christmas and New Year's and I am taking that time off in my business and I encourage you to do the same. Uh, I hope you guys have a great day. And again, please post this podcast episode on uh, Instagram stories and tag me. I love it when you do. And if you want to be the guava girl of the week, go ahead and leave a review on iTunes so I can rip your Instagram to shreds in a loving, kind-hearted way. And I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye.